Welcome back to the Colts, Leeds and Extra Cheese podcast. I'm Patrick and I'm your host for this week and I'm joined by my co-host Sophia. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Good to see. Yeah, well I'm going to say like it's, it's a proper heatwave day in London. Yeah, yeah. Sunny as can be. Yeah. You've got your wet flannel on, yeah? Yeah, I do. I see in my... Filipino style. Filipino <laughs> style, yeah. We're both sitting in our underwear, sweating... Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just hydrating. Yeah. No, otherwise, like, you know, oh, well. Mm. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. You know, like you said, just hot, sweaty. Mm. I've been vaccinated now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we both had our first jab. Yeah, we've both been tracked and traced. Yeah. <laughs> just waiting for our second jab now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so for any new listeners, here we go. Welcome. Uh, so we're a movie review podcast where yes, we, we talk are. about the films we love from the genres we love. Yeah. All those genres are like exploitation, B-movies, Jallo, horror films, slasher. But mainly cult films. Yeah, a lot of cult films, mm. yeah. So welcome and welcome back to our previous listeners. Yeah, welcome back. Uh, so what's the film we got for this week? So the movie for this week is the amazing B-movie cult classic... Miami Connection from 1987, directed by Wu Sang Park, but also called Richard Park, which is his Western name. Oh, okay. <laughs> this band is the only family I have. They're all black belts in Taekwondo and they're pretty bad. I don't want you to mess it up by going out with a second rate musician like that John character. They came in here to play goddamn songs for kids! Yeah, you can't. There's not much to go from the trailer, really. No, it's not. I mean, this this movie is uh, one of a kind, I must say. Yeah, I guess it is, actually. Yeah, it is a very much, yeah, one of its own, ain't it? Yeah. So the year is 1987. Mm -hmm. The place, Miami, Florida. Although, technically, shot in Orlando. Uh, so it's, a, it's about a motorcycle gang yep. who's taken over the Florida drugs trade. And the only people who can stop them is the ninja rock band Dragon Sound. Dragon Sound. It's the best name for a band, I think. Yeah. The band Dragon Sound is actually just a group of uh, uni guys and they're orphans. Yeah, I mean, you don't. You, you find out that they're at uni somehow, even though they all look like they're in their sort of mid to late 30s. Yeah. You but you, they never actually say they're all orphans until like. Later on, later in the on, film. yeah, yeah. That's the thing with this film. It's like a lot of things don't really get explained. No, the, the <laughs> plot is a bit here and there in the film. Yeah, it's hard to like when I watched the when we watched it for the first time. It was actually a bit hard to understand what was going on. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very much like okay, this happened, that happened. Well, you're sort of like why? Okay, these guys are living together. Who are they? Yeah. Oh, okay, they're orphans. Okay, that you would have thought they would have like 
mention that. That's quite a big thing. Yeah. And they're all in a band together. And they go to uni together. Yeah, but then they're also like all black belts. Yeah. <laughs> in like taekwondo. Taekwondo, yeah. And there's like so many different gangs in this film as well. There's like a ninja gang, a biker gang, it's the dragon sound, and then it's the bad boys gang as well. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit confusing. Uh, yeah, so the film's directed by Wu Sang Park, although you said his name, was it Richard Park, the Western name? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why he wanted to have a Western name for it, but... I feel yeah. like maybe it was like to give him a better chance of the film like being picked up properly and taken seriously. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, because he's from Korea. Mm, yeah. Uh, so maybe he wanted to, like, you know, um, get bigger, like, in the States. Yeah, make a name for himself. Yeah. 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 It's also... Partly directed by YK Kim, who also stars as uh, Mark, the leader of Dragon Sand. Yeah, and also it's like the main guy of the entire film, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but like he's the man behind this film, basically. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. He did everything. Yeah, directing, writing. Yeah, company wrote the company produced the he was casting it. He was like... Finding locations. Finding location, cleaning up, he literally... Yeah, this man didn't know how to um, make this film. <laughs> well, he didn't know how to make movies he, in general. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't really interested. Because let's talk a little bit about YK Kim. Mm. So he was born in South Korea and moved to New York in 1976. Mm-hmm. He didn't have anything with him except his black belt. He was okay. ho- he was homeless as well. Right, okay. Um, and his students... Uh, yeah, because he, he opened up uh, like a lot of... Uh, Taekwondo studios mm. in America. Yeah. Um, later on, and his students refer to him as the Grandmaster. And you know, like Waikiki Kim moved to New York to kind of follow up on his on his American dream. So yeah. he 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 wanted to promote a martial arts. So he taught Taekwondo class in Manhattan for nine months, and then he left for Orlando. So yeah, in the in the mid eighties, he already had a chain of uh, Taekwondo studios and was invited back to his homeland Korea to appear on a talk show. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And the Korean uh, action director, Woo Sang-Park, mm, yeah. a.k.a. Richard, Richard, Richard Park, Park. Yeah. Um, saw him on TV and really liked his TV appearance. Mm. appearance sort of like sorry. his story and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And contacted him about a possible uh, collaboration. Oh, okay. But, Must have been pretty exciting for him. Yeah, Definitely. So he asked him if he wanted to make a movie based on martial arts spirit and like his f- philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing with Waikiki Kim. He's also like a spokesperson. He's like a philosopher. He's like. Well, yeah. Know. This this is the thing, ain't it? Yeah. Like we watched that Vice documentary about him, mm-hmm. and it turns out he's like um what they call him a motivational speaker now. Yeah, yeah. And he's like a a millionaire now. He's a millionaire now. And he's just like going around America, just giving these motivational speeches about like a. Sort of using his Taekwondo philosophy about, you know, peace and love and... Yeah. But anyway, like, Kim said yes straight away to do this film with um, Wu-Sang Park. And he, he had, like, a vision. Like, he wanted a... He, he saw it like this, that Bruce Lee had his Eastern culture and Chuck Norris had his uh, Western culture. Mm. So he wanted <clears throat> to combine them to together and make the best ever martial arts movie and that's the reason he started like you know to make okay yeah film, yeah I can even see that. With, with no experience or anything yeah um so yeah it's really it's, it's quite funny <laughs> no yeah it's a great story ain't it yeah. it's like um i mean he he did so much as we said but he literally had he had to fund the whole film 
Yeah, I read that he had to like borrow from friends, and he even put like some of his um, taekwondo. You call them dojos, I guess. Dojos, yeah. Um, up for like he like got more like remortgaged and stuff like mm. that, so he could have the money. Because yeah, the budget for this film is an unbelievable one million dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> which I just couldn't believe. No, no. I mean, it does kind of make sense because there is a lot of like um, special effects, I guess, with some of the violence and mm. a lot of like the um, costumes and things like that. Mm. Um. And the locations locations also they had a lot of cars there's like car scenes there's a lot of stunts it's a lot of stunts as well mm. and which is funny like you know for for this film uh, yk kim uh, sorry yk kim he actually cast a lot of his students yeah yeah i read yeah they were like sort of um they they were like the masters of their dojos and mm. he got them to be in the films themselves yeah which is pretty cool it's pretty cool yeah but i mean he I mean, we're going to talk a lot, a lot about it later as well, like why why this movie is terrible. And But, you, you know, he he almost uh, went bankrupt, didn't he, as well? Yeah, yeah, not surprising, really. It's like really. a proper nightmare for him because um, no one was really interested in this film when it came out. Like, everyone thought it was really trash and really bad acting. Yeah, really, really terrible film. Yeah, he said he took it to all the big production companies. Like so Warner Bros. Yeah, like Paramount. Universal. And they all just told him to stop. Stop, yeah. 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 <laughs> stop tr- stop wasting his money, you know. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it just wasn't worth it. Mm. Um, but yeah, he kept going. And he only got like a small release in Florida. Yeah. And he also showed the film in Cannes. Like festival, mm. movie festival. Yeah, he did, yeah. Yeah, but also just like everyone just the same result, yeah. yeah. They were like, throw away, it's trash. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> harsh. Him, yeah. Because he also tried to, like, you know, redo the ending of it as well, just to kind of re-release it again. So he, like, yeah, did a new ending to it and stuff. But then he wanted the director to help him, but it was too late because the director was only, already, like, in, back in Korea. <laughs> yeah, so he had to do it himself. He had to do it himself. Bless him. Reading, um, he had to read a, ha- a book on how to direct movies mm. and even enlisted one of the co-stars... Mm. to uh, write the screenplay screenplay yeah <laughs> and he had also had to buy a book on how to write screenplays yeah and also like they had to um, write their own dialogues in the film too yeah so usually it's... like on the day of shooting yeah they would be still writing the screenplay well yeah you can kind of tell when watching this film yeah <laughs> yeah you can <laughs> you can also tell that a lot of these people aren't actors and a yeah. lot of them didn't actually go on to do any other films really no no so also starring in this film is uh, Vincent Hirsch as John. He's the uh, tall guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the orphans in Dragon Sand. Yeah, and he's one of the members of Dragon Sand. Yeah. And also one of the only actual actors, I think. Which is one of the things I noticed is that you can tell that he's like, maybe he had some training. Oh, definitely. Because he's a lot more natural than some of the others. Very natural. And then also he just goes nuts in the... Oh my God, really, yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, <laughs> At the like, end scene. Yeah. Yeah. He goes full the on Rambo. Scenes, yeah. And we've also got William Urgle as Jeff, which mm-hmm. I called him the bad beard guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the uh, little tooth for an earring. Yeah, or <laughs> eagle claw, or I don't know what it is. Which is possible. I think he might be the worst actor in this film. Yeah, he is the worst actor in this film. Um, he belongs to the bad guys gang. Yeah, he's got one. Yeah. And he is brother to this girl Jane Jane who's also in Dragon Sound who's also in this band Dragon Sound who's dating the tall guy in Dragon Sound yeah <laughs> this sounds so complicated <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> but she's the singer. She's the lead singer. Of the she's band. one of the lead singers. Yeah. 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 So yeah, he, he walks into the club and, you know, Dragon Sound are playing because they're the um, house band that have just been hired. Yeah. And then he looks on stage and sees his sister on there. And he's just like, what's going on? Yeah. And then sees that she kisses um, John. John, the tall like, guy. Yeah, the tall <laughs> lead guitarist of Dragon Sand. Yeah. And then, like, I, sp- I think he's meant to flip out, but you can't really tell from his, like, facial expressions because he's got none. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and the beard and the moustache is just very horrible. It's yeah, you spent like... you spent a lot of the time in the film thinking it was fake. But I don't know I don't know if it was. No, like, first of all, you, you, I was like, he looks like... A G.I. Joe doll with a beard. Yeah. You know, when you just glue on like a beard yeah, yeah. on a doll. Then later on, it was like a close up of him. He actually had some like grey streaks of like hair. In yeah, his I think it was. So I was like, oh, maybe it is a. I think it's because it was so solid and black. Yeah. You know, it just reminded me, I used to have like an action man as a kid and you could um, shave the beard and it would grow back. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminded <laughs> me of. I had a Ken Barbie doll that you could do that. Oh, the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but it wasn't real hair. It was like, you know, brown colour and then you put shaving cream on it and well, it disappeared. Yeah, yeah, mine wasn't real hair either. That no. would be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got Joseph Diamond as Jack, who's the drummer. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, let's not say much about him. Maurice Smith, uh, probably my favourite character, is Jim. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, keyboardist in Dragon Sand. Yeah, yeah, he's a very charming guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a sort of character arc in the film is that, you know, he's trying to get in touch with his his father that he hasn't seen. Yeah. Um, so like, there's a couple of scenes when he's receiving. He seems to be the only person who receives letters at the house for some reason. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's waiting for a letter from his dad and mm. like never gets it. I think they're all waiting for letters from some kind of families, like because yeah, they're maybe. from different countries as well. So they, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's got one of my, uh, <laughs> he's got one of the funniest moments of the film when he finally receives the letter from his dad, <laughs> and he's like, "It's from my dad." Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a really funny scene. Um, we've got Angelo Giannotti as Tom, and I've written that he's the uh, mus- little moustache mullet man in the band. He's sort of like the lead guitarist and singer. Yeah. He also gets uh, kidnapped by the bad guys gang. He does, well. yeah, yeah. And he was actually going out with the girl who was playing Jane, who's um, Kathy Collier. He was actually going out with her in real life. Oh, right. Um, and yeah, there's like a, a scene when um, John and Jane are like on the beach and they're kissing mm. and they actually had to send um, Tom, so Angelo Giannotti, mm. had to send him away and get some beer because otherwise he was going to get really jealous of yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kissing scene was so cringe. And lastly, but not least, I'm going to get this name wrong probably, so apologise. Uh, Seong Joe as Yoshito, who's the leader of the ninja biker gang. Yeah, the ni- ninja clan. Yeah. He dresses all in like a white ninja suit. Oh, he does, yeah. He looks yeah. like Big Marshmallow. Big Marshmallow, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as we said, um, it had really bad reception, like, this this film. Mm, when, when it came it, out. Yeah, when yeah. it came out. Like, everyone hated it so much. And, uh, yeah, it's almost like you really felt sorry for YK Kim. Because mm. you know, he yeah. put so much effort into this film and so much money into this film and thought it was going to turn out really good. Yeah, of course. Like you can tell, there's a lot of passion behind it, you know, and mm. they really wanted. To, well, he really wanted to get his message across, you know. Yeah, because he was like a, you know, a grandmaster in taekwondo. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and he had like this really like strong message about, you know, the only way you can um, eliminate violence is through peace. 
uh, which is what they put at the end <laughs> yeah. of the movie. I mean, that seems a bit like sort of tongue in cheek in a way because the last like 15, 10, 15 minutes is just like a, a slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it's very, quite gory. Um, not in an uncomfortable way, but it's just... No, it's just quite surprising, I think, because yeah. a lot of the film, you know, it's all like all about friendship and like peace and love yeah. and then you know it goes into this absolute friends frenzy of just like <laughs> ninjas fighting each other and chopping off limbs and uh, slashing chests yeah. and uh, a head being chopped off and yeah <laughs> but so it's a lot of like action scenes in this film there's a lot of fighting scenes that just goes on forever there's also like um, they're practicing taekwondo with each other and that goes on forever as well yeah i said that'd be oh snooze time there's so many scenes that just linger too long yeah like, yeah like the uh yeah like that scene when they're sort of just sparring with each other and then mm. it goes into a little bit of slow-mo at times as well <laughs> yeah. and then goes back to normal and you're sort of sitting there just like okay i'm sort of done with this now you could have just like done a montage yeah rather yeah. than just like actual full-on scenes yeah it's a lot of weird clips in the film as well like you know when they're on the beach and yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. so how did this become like such a cult hit yeah so uh, yeah basically yk kim kind of gave up on this film after a while mm. because understandably yeah he it was no success success with it and he no, was bankrupt and, yeah and stuff, so he wanted to just like bury the film mm. But then uh, back in 2009, uh, a programmer at the Alamo Drafthouse Cinema in Austin, Texas, his name is Zach Carlson, he found this film on eBay. Right, okay. And uh, made a $50 bid, which he won. Oh. And I read somewhere even that person said like, oh, why, why are you even getting this film? Like, it's really, really bad. Yeah, yeah. But he was just like, no, I'm just going to get it, you know? I think it was like that he showed like, because he had like different kind of like movie, what do you call it? Movie screenings. Right, okay, yeah. You know, like not a festival, but you know, like when they do movie screenings and cinema. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they were always showing like uh, around 20 minutes, like snippets from films. Oh, okay. And for audience. And yeah. then the audience could decide if they wanted to watch it. Like a tester sort like of thing. Like a tester kind of mm, thing. Okay. Um, like a mini preview thing so he showed that for for some people and they absolutely loved it because obviously the first the first 20 minutes of the film you get everything you get like fights you get like the emotional bit you mm. get um dragon sound playing the yeah the live song yeah the yeah. live song like you get like you know the yeah, ninja it's a good get, good hook yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah because the film opens with a drug deal going down mm. with one gang that I sort of thought looked like the uh, guys from the Michael Jackson video, Bad. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, a load of biker ninjas turn up and, like, slaughter them all, steal the cocaine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a good it's a good hook into the film. Yeah, it is. And then there was a creative director from Drafthouse Cinemas who, um, yeah, decided that he wanted to re-release the film. Okay. So he gave um, YK Kim, like, uh, a phone call. Mm-hmm. And just ask if it would be possible to re-release the film. Yeah. And Waika Kim couldn't really believe it because he was he just thought it was like a prank. So just he, a joke. Yeah, yeah. So he just hung up the phone and stuff, <laughs> but they kept like going, you know. So yeah, they negotiated about the film for several years. So it wasn't until 2010 uh, the, scre- the screening took part. Oh right. Okay. Stuff. So yeah. <laughs> and then it just sort of went from there, basically. Yeah, like, I think it just went from from, from there, like, you know, just those, the cult uh, following, you yeah, know. Yeah, it's those classic midnight showings mm-hmm. um, that sort of picked up, yeah. picked up the audience, really. 
So, I mean, Draft has really helped connect this film, mm. you know, like really helped YK Kim out. Yeah. You know, so I think it's really awesome, like how someone can just like... I know, and it's like so long, you know, after, like I could understand why YK Kim thought it was all a joke, you know, because mm. it's only ever heard negative stuff about it. Yeah. And probably just thought, you know, someone was just trying to take the piss out of him. Yeah, it was almost like a... Because obviously YK Kim kind of moved on from the whole movie business well yeah that's the thing he's like, like a self-made millionaire now yeah. so it's like why would he like even think about that anymore you know yeah now he is but i mean like back then you know he was kind of moving because obviously he moved away from the movie business yeah and didn't want anything to do with it, so he could just focus on himself yeah yeah so we talked about a, a few of them already but what's what mm. would you say some of your favorite scenes are oh god favorite scenes I mean, it was the second time we watched it this time. Yeah, it was, yeah. I really super enjoyed it this time as well. I, was, mm. I actually laughed my way through the film. <laughs> Snoozed a little bit around the um, fighting scenes and stuff. Okay. Um, favorite scenes is obviously when Dragon Sound is playing um, yeah, their so, songs. Yeah, so it's a full-on... You get two concert scenes, basically, don't you? And you hear the songs all the way through. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> Which is... It's almost like a little music video all of a sudden with all the people like standing in the club uh, mm. clapping on the ry- rhythm. Oh, to- <laughs> no, totally out of time. Yeah, totally out of time. So yeah, like... they're completely out of time and it's really off-putting. <laughs> it's really off-putting. Um, but I love the songs. I love the soundtrack. Yeah, the, the songs are brilliant, aren't they? Yeah. Was it Friends Forever and uh, Against the Ninja? Yeah, <laughs> Against the ninja. <laughs> no, that against the ninja, we will fight the battle to win. Something, something. And then the, there's the other song, the Friends one. Yeah. Which is a banger. Yeah, it is, yeah. you know the lyrics to that one don't you no i don't really it's like friends forever through thick or thin and then there's like the beginning bit when it's like loyalty and honesty and something something <laughs> i don't know friends through eternity loyalty honesty we stay together through thick, thick or thin, thin. yeah <laughs> they're super catchy and they're like charming. And charming and they're wearing these like really nice band t-shirts as well oh, they're like awesome ain't they bright red with um uh, some Chinese uh, symbols on and then it says dragon sound yeah yeah they look amazing <laughs> they're all like cut off as well yeah Sleeves it's are cut a off. super 80s super 80s this film yeah yeah it's slap bang in sort of like prime 80s fashion yeah. mullet to galore yeah mullet galore and it's funny crop how... tops everywhere on men <laughs> yeah. short shorts and they're like all pretending to play instruments it's really funny yeah well I think yeah YK Kim is definitely pretending to play guitar because he's yeah. playing it in such a weird way yeah it's like you know when you were a kid and, and you were playing a guitar but you were playing it like a like an air guitar but it was like a banjo almost you yeah know, you just go like yeah because he's got his hands like fully open and just like trying to strum the drink uh, the strings strings yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> the his <dreams>. other hand <laughs> yeah and his other hand isn't even moving yeah and then he's just flipping his legs like yeah. back and forth <laughs> and then he also goes to um, the other guy the keyboardist and then he 
I think it's one of the other scenes, but he's wearing like the taekwondo suits. Oh, because they come up with the idea that they're gonna do karate, they're gonna do taekwondo on stage yeah. during their song. So yeah. yeah, that's what they're doing then. And then that's when he does. Why Kim does that kick where he grabs their nose with his yeah. foot and then, and then, then like, <laughs> like drags them around. Yeah, like a little pirouette. Yeah, and then does that little like kick again. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so many peculiar scenes in this film. So like when they're on the beach. And the two guys are running along and he pushes one of them over into the girls. Mm. And then the girls are just like hitting him and laughing. But that scene goes on for like 25 seconds. Yeah, I think it's around like five girls that's just like kind of bullies him or just like fighting with him. Yeah, but yeah. He won't, he won't leave. He's just like, ooh. Yeah, he's just he's like, like rolling on the like on the sand. But he just goes on for, goes on for ages yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't have to. And then like, then he's trying to like drag him away and then he like, he just can't stand up and then yeah. they're like, it's really awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there's like another bit on the beach when like the kissing scene when you see it from two different angles and you don't really need to see it from two different angles. It's so cringe. There's the scene after they, they've been sparring mm. and the uh, drummer, Jack, is giving this really boring speech that you can almost fall asleep to. <laughs> but he's basically saying that they, they should all go on a world tour because, you know, he's got family and um, his, his mum and dad are from Israel. Israel. Um, John's family is from Ireland. You've got YK Kim from Korea. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're on about doing this world tour and spreading the message of, like... Being an orphan. Yeah, but also, you know, their, like, message of taekwondo, taekwondo and yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, it's just scenes like that, and you're just like, what, what's going on? Like, why mm. is this taking so long? Like, you sort of forget what's going on, and yeah. then you, like, realise what's happening. You kind of forget what you're watching a bit, like, because the plot in this film is just so weird, because it starts off with a drug ring thing, like... Yeah, there's some sort of drug deal going down, but then yeah. the ninja ninja bikers turn up and kill everyone and steal the drugs. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, Dragon Sound is on stage. Yeah, then there's this... Yeah, then there's the live concert. Yeah. And then, you know, Bad Beard Guy sees his sister on stage and gets really upset about it. And then it's basically... This is how Dragon Sound get dragged into it. Yeah. Over, like, such a small thing. Small thing, only because... The girl's brother doesn't like that she's in the band. Yeah, and then he turns the turns up to their uni and confronts them, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> and they, yeah. So he's the brother. He's like friends with. A, he's friends with the ninja bikers. Yeah, n- ninja bikers. But also, when we say ninja bikers, it's kind of like separate. So it's ninja bikers, but then also there are like proper bikers as well. Like, you know, almost like Hell's Angels type Yeah, bikers. there are, yeah, yeah. And they were actual, like, real bikers, for mm, real. Yeah, yeah. You know, they got paid in beer to be. <laughs> and you can tell, because there's, there's no makeup, there's nothing. Some of the women have their boobs out They as do, well. yeah. Some of the guys got crooky teeth and, like, streaky hair, <laughs> and, you know, it's just very dirty. Yeah, and they're they all, like, like, hanging out with them. It's just so weird. Yeah, that, yeah, that's another scene. It's just, like, I wrote down in my notes. Yeah. Biker gang meetup. A waste of time. Yeah. Because it's all like... <laughs> there's no talking. No. There's loads of noise, but there's no talking. You can't hear anyone talking, even though they are having conversations. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't go anywhere. It's no, just, it doesn't. It's just the two two gangs meeting up with this biker gang mm-hmm. at this place. You see some boobs, and then that's it. That's it, yeah. <laughs> that's what I was saying in the beginning. There's so many gangs in this film, it's hard to keep track yeah, so uh, yeah, I've got. I had Ninja Biker Gang, I've got Dragon Sand, yeah, 
I've got the actual bikers, mm-hmm. and then I've got the Dexy's Midnight Runners, which are the gang that turned up at the club because they used to be the house band at the club, but now they're like trying to kick off with Dragon Sand and, as well now. Mm. So then they like corner them in this like the middle of this street and decide <laughs> to have like a massive fight. Yeah. Even though there's a hundred of them against like five Dragon Sand, they still lose somehow. And yeah, because yeah, they're taekwondo experts, aren't they? They are indeed, yeah, they're black belts, so yeah. I guess it makes sense against Texas Midnight Runners. But I felt also some of the fight scenes were very repet- uh, repetitive as well, yeah. like how they were fighting. So uh, Dragon Sound Band, you got a girl, but she wasn't involved in the fights. So you got the other guys, which, how many are they? Four? Five? They're in four. Dragon Sand? Yeah. Five. Five. But only two of them went fighting and the other ones... Did yeah. they really fight no, that much? No. So the tall guy and the Waikiki Kim guy, they were always kind of like the main people like in the fight scenes. They were, the yeah. The tall guy was always um fighting maybe five ninjas or mm. six bad guys. He could handle himself. Yeah, one by one, you know. And Waikiki Kim he will have this close up, slow motion shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He will have you know He'll be doing like sort of extreme stuff, won't he? Like extreme. jumping in the air and doing like two kicks at the same time mm. and stuff like that. Definitely. Showing off his I talent, th- basically. Yeah, then, I yeah, thought that have, was quite funny. Then you'd have, like, Jack the Drummer would, like, hardly be there at all. You wouldn't oh, even no. see him. He's the, wor- he's the worst actor of them all. He is, yeah. Mm. It's just like a mopstick acting. Mm. Um, <laughs> the surprising moment was Jim, because he's, he's actually, after acting, he's like a mixed martial arts light heavyweight champion or something yeah you said that and I couldn't yeah. believe it really. and in the film he sort of looks like he can hardly like throw a punch yeah <laughs> so I don't know he I did know fight a little there. bit in the end but not yeah until he got sliced yeah he got sliced yeah that was a little bit emotional actually yeah which actually going back to what you were saying earlier that's mm. why they changed the ending because when they showed the film and um, people were saying oh you need to change the ending because it's too much of a downer because Jim was actually meant to die yeah yeah. So yeah, that's why they went back and had to reshoot it so that Jim lived. Mm. And he got to meet his dad, who... <laughs> you and me were in oh, tears when God. we were watching this. Yeah, I had to go back and just like watch it again. Because yeah. all they've done is they've got an actor and they just made him have a grey hair and grey beard. But he looks about, he looks younger than the guys in the film. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuck some glasses on him <laughs> to make so him look funny. old. <laughs> it was like proper close-up on, his, on him as well. yeah. Oh, God. Can you just ask someone on the street? Like, oh, you look... You, you could be his father. <laughs> I know, that? yeah. It's not a big role at all. For a second, I actually thought they got the play the guy who played Jim. I thought they got him to be his own dad for a second. <laughs> and they just made him look old. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a very um, fun and charming film, I would say. It's, a, it's like, um, so bad, it's a masterpiece. Ooh, I think that's a bit of a stretch. No, I, f- I feel like it's a masterpiece. <laughs> I told you this yesterday. Mm. There are worse B-movies yeah. out there. There are so many bad B-movies that are not even cult films. They're just painful to watch. And mm. it's just nothing happens. Like, everything is boring. This one has got Taekwondo. Mm. It's got synth rock. Yep. Ninjas. Yep. Bikers. Yep. Drugs. Yep. L- romance yeah i guess so yeah. <laughs> it's got like a bit of everything you know yeah um it doesn't really get too boring maybe the fight scenes are a bit boring i feel like yeah for you they were weren't they yeah um also the acting is pretty bad but take it take it as it is 
I, I find it just very charming. I find it like hilarious yeah, to watch. Yeah, I think it's because I just remembered it different from watching it the first time. Mm-hmm. I think it, I just because I just remembered like snippets. I always remembered it being like a lot more like fast paced, and I actually thought there was like a, a like a, an actual storyline going all the way through, and things got explained. But actually, it's complete opposite because <laughs> <laughs> uh, things just happen. Mm. Um, like uh, when that little fella Tom gets kidnapped. And then they turn up to try and save him. But there's no explanation about how they know where the, like, evil beard guy... Where their headquarters Where their headquarters were. is. Yeah. They just turn up. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, okay. But they, they must have known where they were hanging out. Maybe. Or maybe they asked the sister and she knew. Oh, probably. Yeah, maybe it was yeah. that. Just yeah. thought that. No, it's funny. Like, I, I really enjoyed, enjoyed watching it this time. Um, the first time, actually, I didn't have any idea what it was about. Mm. I, I just watched a Vice documentary about him, mm. and which I found really interesting. And then I watched it and I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> why is this film? Uh, and I didn't understand anything. It was really hard to get along with yeah. him. But now when I watched it the second time, I actually knew uh, what was going to happen and I knew the story a bit more. Yeah, and yeah. That's why I like. I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is a bit of me that likes it sort of more, like after finding out about loads of stuff about you know YK Kim and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know, I never like to like be too negative about these films because you know that people have put like everything into it and they did mean well. Mm. Yeah, it's just got it's just got some weird moments and like bad acting and some brilliant quotes. Yeah, so many like, good quotes in this. When film. It, like uh, the last sort of action scene at the end when they're on the way to the airport to drop Jim off because he's going to go meet his dad. <laughs> um, and then they just get stopped in the sh- in the roads by, like, the ninja biker gang. There's loads of them as well. There's yeah, there's like loads of them. probably, like, 30 of them. Yeah, yeah. And then John is just, like, he sees them, stops the car, and he's like, oh, ninjas. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, no, like... I mean, maybe um, he's used to it because, you know, all the stuff that's been going on, but he's just so nonchalant about it. He's just yeah. like, oh, ninjas. yeah. What are we going to do now? Oh, we got to stop the car. Yeah, oh God, we better get out. Yeah. Or like when, um, like outside the uni, and Jane um, sees, her, sees her brother, mm. and Jane is with a tall guy. I'm just going to call him the tall guy. Okay, now. yeah, John. Yeah, John. Yeah, yeah. You get, evil beard guy goes to confront him, doesn't he? Yeah. About what he saw. He's a friend of mine from school. And Jeff was like, a friend? Yeah. <laughs> a friend? He's so angry. So angry straight away. <laughs> so weird. It's like a lot of funny quotes in this film. I'm trying to oh. think of them now. No, the beach one, you know, when, <laughs> when ah. they're like... Because, okay, Dragon Sound, the guys, you know, they're in a car, they're cruising along the beach. Cruising along the beach, yeah. yeah. And you think they are like this, like, really nice, you know... Chaps, yeah, yeah, that's you know? the way they make them seem, don't they? But when this beach scene, when they're cruising around, total sleaze bags. Yeah, they're, they're totally pervy, aren't they? Yeah, they're just like 
you know, and the camera is filming all this like bums every, everywhere. Yeah. And then Tom is saying, Tom is at the beach checking out all the women. And then he says, they don't make buns like that down the bakery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously like the sand mixing has been like so badly done that it's sort of like, you can't really hear that line. It's like underneath the other sands. Yeah. But yeah, it was a great one. <laughs> so yeah, it's a, yeah. <laughs> a very special film. Yeah. If you're bored, you should watch it as a, for a laugh. Why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people have called it the room, the martial arts version of the room. Yeah. Um, which is quite accurate, actually. I almost feel like I would prefer this movie more than the room. Yeah, I would as well. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't really care like, about the room. That's what I'm saying. There are worse films out there. Like, imagine watching something like the room that when nothing happens. Yeah. Really. Yeah. This is like. It's got like up yeah, and things, down. There's up things and down, going on in this, you know? yeah, and it's it makes just a, a bit weirdly placed. <laughs> yeah, and it makes you laugh, so mm. I guess that's important. Yeah, it doesn't, even though it's not. It probably was meant to be serious. It's not taking itself too seriously. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you did you like it? Like, I mean, what what is your score of this film? Um, what did I like about it? <laughs> yeah, like I said, like before, like. You know, after you find out all the information about YK Kim and what mm. it took to actually make the movie, it makes you sort of appreciate it more. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the fighting scenes, they are good, even if the, the uh, choreography is a bit <laughs> uh, bit wooden. Yeah. Um, now I duck. Now yeah. I kick. Yeah. Now I jump. <laughs> Block. Block. Kick. kick. Duck. <laughs> yeah, and then there's like just like random bits of ultra-violence like at the end when... Uh, Mark and, Gon- uh, Mark and John just go full on Rambo. Yeah, they have samurai swords as well. Yeah, and just start like absolutely mutilating people. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's got a positive message behind it, which I guess I like. Because um, it's all about eliminating violence mm. for there to be peace. I, I said that, that it's um, a movie about friendship. It well. is, yeah. It is a, it is a friendship, uh, a buddy movie. A buddy movie, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'd say the thing that I loved the most, though, was the over-the-top fashion mm-hmm. of some of the people. And um, Where's the 80s? I know, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Favourite era. God knows how they got away with it. <laughs> um, but mostly the soundtrack. Yeah. So, you know, the two songs. But then also the soundtrack that sort of goes throughout a lot of the scenes. It's like sort of dark, industrial, gothic synth music. Yeah, it's very eerie. It's not Carpenter, but it's something like... Yeah, like it's like a horror movie esque. Yeah, it's almost like John Carpenter meets uh, Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it sort of reminded me of. Yeah. Is it some at times it's a little bit misplaced in the movie? I think the um, soundtrack or like the score, mm. but I did love it. Um, but my score, I think, would be probably a six. A six. Yeah. I was going to give it a five, but I feel it's a bit too harsh. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, it would be. <laughs> yeah. I did, it's just I didn't enjoy it the sec- as much the second time round. Oh, really? I was yeah. totally opposite, yeah. I mean, no, yeah, I think it's because the first time round, I knew absolutely nothing about it. I'd never heard of it. Mm. So I think in that way, you're a bit more like blown away by it because you're just like, I can't believe this film exists. Yeah. Like, how, how did this get made? <laughs> but I love it. But yeah, then the second time round, I was just a bit like, oh my god like these scenes are going on for too long why is there like a a snippet of slow-mo and yeah just things like that yeah (laughs) so a lot of those weird scenes in the film which was like 
why is this even here? It doesn't make it's yeah for no reason. Doesn't make any sense. A lot of a lot of uh, doesn't make any sense scenes. Yeah, <laughs> that was really hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you uh, what would you score it then? I will actually be nice and score it a seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seven ninjas out of ten. Yeah, seven ninjas out of ten. Um, yeah, I already said that I, I like it, but maybe I, w- I won't watch it in a long time, you know. But if it was on TV or like whatever, or a friend was watching, I would mm. be down for watching it because it's hilarious. It made me laugh. It made me laugh through the whole film. Like you know, I'm not like a, a proper movie like critic here. Like no, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just like. Okay, let's let's have a look, you know, and see how it is. And it just made me laugh because how how bad it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then it's just fascinating with Waiki Kim how much effort he put into this film, and mm. yeah, it's definitely a so bad it's good movie. Yeah, so bad. It's a, a key example of one of those films, mm. ain't it? Masterpiece. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like it's not too many. Um, I didn't notice too many like goofy. Like you know, goof scenes, you know, uh, mistakes, mistakes, you mean. which, or probably, but not like as much as other B movies, you know what I mean, where you can see like a rope dangling somewhere, or like yeah, that's true, yeah, it like wasn't... you know, special effects when it's like a piece of foil, as, or like a, as a house or whatever, you know, like, yeah, and it wasn't like it's really a... crap. It's not like a B movie like that. They actually tried to make no, yeah, film. and like the fighting, you know, there is at times a bit too choreographed, but you know, mm. it's, it's not like a dolomite fighting no no it's not <laughs> um i mean we we had a look into this film and there wasn't too much to um no i'm surprised i thought there would film. be loads actually yeah it was um, mostly about yk kim weren't it mm. um but yeah i thought there would be loads more stuff about it yeah um i mean he's still going strong today yeah he is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. he's all good mm. and he's like million dollar mansion yeah <laughs> I'm actually so happy for him that it, it turned out really good for yeah, him after it feels, doing that. Yeah, it feels like, um, I don't know, it sounds silly, but it feels like someone you know who's done really well. Yeah, it does. So you just feel really glad for him. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's I think that's about it for it really, ain't it? For mm. Miami Connection. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> we went on a journey. We went on a journey. And if you want to watch it, the whole film is on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the and quality is not too bad. No, the quality was okay, mm, I think. Yeah. So you can watch it there, which we did. Mm, <laughs> we, we did, lo- yeah. We were looking up where to watch it. Um, maybe this movie is not for you, but I mean, if you're into B-movies and cult films... Well, martial arts films martial as well. Martial arts films and, yeah. and catchy soundtracks, this would, mm. be, would be it. And you'll definitely want one of those Dragon Sand t-shirts after you've seen this mm, film. Definitely. You can guarantee it. <laughs> I'll be online in, so in a minute cool. looking at one actually. Oh. <laughs> God, is it hot in this flat or is it hot in this flat? It is indeed. I'm not gonna be like this. Like before, I was like complaining it was cold, and now mm. I'm almost complaining it's hot. But I actually prefer the hot. You're turning into a classic English person. No, I don't want to be a classic. English As you whip person. yourself with your wet flannel. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know why? Because I'm sitting closest to the window. It's yeah, you can feel the heat there, so can't you? So hot here. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not going to complain about it. I'm really happy summer is here. But hey, why don't we play that against the ninjas or something?
yeah, I think that's we've come to the end of another episode. Yeah, it's quite a short one this time. I yeah, think. yeah, it is, yeah. Um, but, yeah, as we said, it wasn't much, like, to reveal about this film. <laughs> yeah. More than it's... Um, it's just, uh, it's quite fun to talk about, actually, you know. It's fun to watch and fun to talk about. Yeah. And I feel like you sh- if you want to watch a bad film, you should watch this film. Because it's a laugh. Yeah. I almost, I'm starting to feel bad by calling it a bad film yeah. all the time. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, no. No, it's, it's, it's good fun. It'll make you laugh and, like, because it's just so, like, ridiculous at mm. times. You can't help but laugh and, yeah, like, I, like, you'll have that feeling that I had when I first watched it where it's just sort of, it blows your mind that someone's made this film. Mm. Um, and now it's a cult classic. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thanks for coming back. Uh, thanks so much for coming back and for the support. And, mm-hmm. uh, Keep your ears peeled for the next episode. <laughs> yeah, I think um, I'm getting heat stroke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you can catch us on any podcast platform of your choosing. Mm-hmm. Good and evil. Yes. So, yeah, we got another episode coming up in two weeks' time. What's the film we're going to be talking about? <laughs> you sound like one of those like horse racing guys, like, you know. And here he comes, here comes Black Beauty. She's looking lovely and she's <laughs> yeah. finished. <laughs> Think you're getting heat stroke as well now. Yeah, it's the humidity. Um, okay, so the next movie we're going to talk about is Chopping Mall, which is from 1986 and it's directed by Jim Vinorsky. Yeah. yeah. And it's got Kelly Maroon in it and Paul Bartel and Mary Vorono. And Paul Bartel and Mary Warno, they were actually in Rock and Roll High School. Mm-hmm. Another it's those episode. guys again. Yeah, so they're together. Um, Chopping Mall is great, isn't it? It's a good one, yeah. Yeah, also a little bit B-movie-ish. Yeah, absolutely. But a cult classic. Mm. So yeah, we'll see you on that episode. Yeah, and uh, we hope you're going to have a good day. or a Lovely good, two weeks. Yeah, good evening. Yeah, stay safe. Yeah, stay safe. I'm going to go and drink some water now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, we'll see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. My father! I found my father! Oh my god! 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 Oh my god!